Welcome to the Old Time Radio Superman Show. From Boise, Idaho, this is your host, Adam Graham. If you have a comment, email it to me, adam at adamsweb.us, and be sure and rate the show on iTunes. Also, pick up your copy of Speed Trap, available as a paperback or as an ebook through the Kindle Store. And coming soon to audio. Well, now it's time for today's episode of Superman. Original air date, February the 11th, 1948. And it's Batman's Great Mystery, Part 7. Faster than a speeding bullet. More powerful than a locomotive. Able to leap tall buildings at a single bound. Look, up in the sky, it's a bird. It's a plane. It's Superman. It's Superman, strange visitor from the planet Krypton, who came to Earth with amazing physical powers far beyond those of mortal men, and who, disguised as Clark Kent, mild-mannered reporter for a great metropolitan newspaper, wages a never-ending battle for truth and justice. Today, as Superman searches for them, the mysterious Mr. Jones reveals ominous plans for his prisoners... The famous Batman and Robin. Batman and Robin are going to play an ace card for our cause, Ed. And they're also going to put us on easy street for the rest of our lives. Yeah. <laughs> when? Today, Ed. Today. Then, tonight, when we no longer need them, Batman and Robin will die. <laughs> All right, gang, get set now for more Superman contest winners. You may be among these, so listen carefully. Elaine Edinburgh, Philadelphia, Velma Bristow, Topeka, Kansas, Carol Childers, Louisville, Kentucky, Mario D'Annunzio, Woonsocket, Rhode Island, Chris Von Grand, Scarsdale, New York, D. Apgood, Idaho Falls, Idaho, Kenneth Kaminsky, Patterson, New Jersey, Gerald Hanner, Bloomington, Illinois, John Morgan, Helena, Kansas, Carolyn Plinsky, Beverly, Kansas, Angelina Istorante, Brooklyn, New York, Edwin Vinner, Keyport, New Jersey, Charles Clay, Woodmere, Long Island, Roberta Trowbridge, Leavenworth, Kansas, John O'Brien, Albany, New York, David Duran, Clifton, New Jersey, Richard Moore, Manchester, New Hampshire, Edward Baker, Brooklyn, New York, Julia Statchwa, Chicago, Billy Francis, Crookston, Minnesota, Warren Gay, Topeka, Kansas, Roberta Jerry, Omaha, Nebraska, Nancy Cahill, Dubuque, Iowa, James Blackwell, Williamson, West Virginia, and Painter, Baltimore, Maryland. Eleanor Henderson, Coatesville, Pennsylvania, Robert Shader, Bayonne, New Jersey, Alan Pratt, Glen Cove, Long Island. Gene Woodhull, Coatesville, Pennsylvania, Donald Green, Tuscaloosa, Alabama, Charles Stanfield, Omaha, Nebraska, David Hollenbeck, Cape Vincent, New York, Ray Williamson, Subrayton, West Virginia, Sharon Larson, Stokey, Illinois, Carol Wright, Minneapolis, Anne Fernandez, New Egypt, New Jersey, Richard Stevens, Portland, Oregon, Danny Kuntz, Wichita, Kansas, Mary Ann Schmid, Union City, New Jersey, Paul Keenel, Freewater, Oregon, Richard Donahue, Brookline, Massachusetts, Billy Sharp, Leavenworth, Kansas, Marlene Scorus, Folsom, California, Mickey Shelton, Alexandria, Virginia. Paul Peskovsky, Salem, Massachusetts. Phyllis Dyer, Abilene, Kansas. Peter Barajja, Barlington, New Jersey. Claire Relling, Chicago, Illinois. Dorothy Jores, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. And Jackie Mayer, Covington, Kentucky. Well, that's all for now, gang. More later in the program. So be sure to keep listening. And now, the adventures of Superman. Superman. 
Having somehow learned that the famous Batman and Bruce Wayne were one and the same person, a man calling himself Jones persuaded Batman to go away with him under the threat of revealing his secret. Two weeks later, an impersonator wearing Batman's costume appeared in Metropolis. The imposter looked and spoke so much like Batman that even Robin and Clark Kent, who is Superman, were fooled. And after appearing at two huge mass meetings where he made rabble-rousing un-American speeches, the impersonator led Robin into an ambush and then disappeared. While Superman, who by that time knew the truth, perfected a plan to locate his missing friends, Batman and Robin were reunited far upstate in an old prison barracks dating back to revolutionary days. There, as prisoners of the mysterious Mr. Jones, they were shackled by heavy chains around their ankles to iron staples embedded in the beams. As we join them now, they are pressing their ears against a thin crack in the wall, through which they have just overheard a conversation between Jones and a man he calls Ed, Batman's impersonator. Listen. Holy smokes, Batman. Jones said he's going to ring down the curtain on us tonight. Yes, I heard him, Robin. What are we going to do? Just wait here like mice? Got any good suggestions? Not even a bad one. Look, what do you... Hold it. Comes Jones now. They're in here. Yep, here they come. Listen, Robin. If they come close enough for us to get our hands on them... I get it, Pat. Good morning, gentlemen. I hope you're quite comfortable. Never felt better, Mr. Jones. Oh, we're crazy about your hotel, Jonesy. Especially the sleeping accommodations. Nothing like a good hard floor to keep a fellow feeling fit, I always say. (laughs) I'm glad you haven't lost your sense of humor, Robin. Don't go any closer, Ed. These chaps might forget their manners. Oh, come on. You needn't be shy. Yeah, step right up and shake our hands. Smart little punk, aren't you? Oh, boy, come just a bit closer and repeat that, bud, please. Stay where you are, Ed. If you think I'm afraid of these guys... Grab him, Batman! Back, Ed, you fool! Ah. I missed him. Oh, tough luck, Jim. I'm hearing, Ed, I'd suggest you forget your stupid bravado and do as you're told or you'll regret it. You can say that again. Oh, let's get down to business. Batman, I want you to do me a favor. Really? This ought to be good. Yeah, I can't wait to hear it. Well, spill it, Jones. It's really quite simple, Batman. I just want you to tell me in which banks or vaults you have your safe deposit boxes. And I want you to give me the numbers of your boxes. That's all, huh? Are you kidding? I figure you must have the bulk of your wealth in securities, bonds and stocks and so on, in your safety deposit box. Since it was never possible for Ed or myself to follow you into bank vaults, we couldn't learn just where your safety deposit boxes are or their numbers. And Ed must have that information so as not to arouse the suspicion of the law guards. You understand? Sure, sure, I understand, all right. But if you think I'm going to give you any of that information, you're crazy. And how? Maybe this will help you to see things my way, Batman. Uh-oh. Put that gun down, Jones. Don't be ridiculous. This revolver is pointed at Robin. And at this distance, I can't possibly miss him. Now, do you tell me what I want to know, Batman, or do I fire? Now, wait. He's bluffing, Batman. You should realize by now that I don't bluff. Now, I'll count to three. If by the time I reach three, you still haven't talked, Batman, it'll be the end of Robin. One. Don't tell him, Batman. Two. He's going to finish us anyway. Wait, I'll tell you. No. I thought you would. No, don't, Batman. Don't talk. You know he's going to finish us anyhow. You heard him say so. Well, I, I can't stand here and watch him shoot you, Robin. Of course not. Now, tell me, please. All right. All right, here it is. I've 
just come from the Daily Planet radio station, Lois. It's all set. What's all set, Clark? The broadcast of the recording of Mr. Jones's voice. You know, the one I found in Batman's oh, study? Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. The station has agreed to run it? That's right. They'll broadcast it once every hour with the announcement that anyone who identifies the voice will be paid $10,000. $10,000? Yep. But why, Clark? Well, as I told you the other day, I'm sure this man Jones is responsible for Batman and Robin's disappearance. And I'm also sure that Jones isn't his right name. But how can you be sure? Because I've heard his voice before, somewhere, Lois. In public, I think. And it didn't belong to anybody named Jones. I see, but but how can I you... I figure somebody who will hear the recording of his voice will be able to identify him. With a chance to win $10,000, practically everyone within reach of the planet wavelength will listen. That's what we hope. But we're only a local station, Clark. Suppose Jones, or whatever his name is, hangs out, we'll say, a thousand miles away and is known only out there. Taking care of that. This morning, I personally delivered copies of the recording to 500 radio stations in every part of the country. So you see, there's nothing to worry. You personally delivered recordings all over the country this morning. That's right. Well, how could you? How could I? Oh, uh, uh, well, I I, I mean, I... uh, You mean you sent them out? Airmail? Well, uh, not exactly, but... but, Clark, uh, what are you stuttering about? Oh, I know. I I guess I'm just nervous, Lois. Batman and Robin, I mean. I'm sure they're in great danger. Oh. Yes, I'm worried too, Clark. Fantastic as it sounds, I'm beginning to believe you were right and that it wasn't Batman who made those un-American speeches. Oh, I'm positive it wasn't. If only... Uh-oh. What's the matter? 10.15, time for the planet announcement. Brought this portable radio down so we could hear it. Oh, well, turn it on. Yeah. There. Listen. And now we're going to play a recording of the voice. It's the voice of a man. And if anyone can properly identify it, he or she will be paid $10,000. Quiet, Lois. Huh? I didn't say anything. Here it either. is. Listen closely, please. Strange or not, I insist that you come to my place with me now to discuss the matter. That's Jones, isn't it, Clark? Yes. It's not a cock and bull story. What's he talking about? It doesn't make any sense. Oh, we, we cut out Batman's voice so as not to confuse anyone. Oh, I see. That's sheer nonsense, as you find out. But we're wasting time. I insist that you come away with me at once. There you are, ladies and gentlemen. Can you identify that voice? Well, there's $10,000 waiting That's for you if you is. can. Now, if only somebody can identify Lois before it's too late. It's our only chance to save Batman and Robin. Will somebody identify the voice of the mysterious Mr. Jones before it is too late? We'll be back in a moment with the tense climax of today's episode. So keep listening. Stand by now for more contest winners. Here they are. Marilyn Heisem, Santa Monica, California. Carl Bereschke, Waterford, Wisconsin. Marilyn Stunson, Aberdeen, South Dakota. Lois Heyman, Cicero, Illinois. Dally Tabor, Topeka, Kansas. Gail Cox, Elk River, Minnesota. Roy Bowman, Memphis, Tennessee. Edward McCarthy, New Dorp, Staten Island. Barbara Mortensen, Chicago. Carol Drake in Philadelphia. Claudette Lucas, Gary, Indiana. Patricia Hund, Leavenworth, Kansas. Harry Bernsdee, Patterson, New Jersey. Alfred Cody, Manchester, New Hampshire. George Francis, Reno, Nevada. Charmaine Thaberg, Brunswick, Maine. Darlene Komatz, Wisconsin Rapids, Wisconsin. Georgie Lordy, Topeka, Kansas. Linda Warmcastle, Chicago. James Dunnigan, Wisconsin Rapids, Wisconsin. John Peralt, Neptune, New Jersey. Stephen Morrison, Brooklyn, New York. Elnora Brown, Big Stone City, South Dakota. Mike Vossie, Chicago. Erwin Schmalberg, Forest Hills, Long Island. Catherine Olson, Granite Falls, Minnesota. Patsy Nipple, Wisconsin Rapids, Wisconsin. Seymour Kosnizoff, Bronx, New York. Dwayne Kisa, Wichita, Kansas. Jerome Herodes, Chicago. Philip Anderson, Newark, New Jersey, William Fawcett, Marshallton, Delaware, Ann Sawyer, Dubuque, Iowa, Henry Heftelberg, Brooklyn, New York, Mary Tabor, Topeka, Kansas, Doris Rosenbach, Englewood, New Jersey, Ruth Laborski, Bronx, New York, John Dordery, 
Wilmington, Delaware, Dorothy Bedja, Chicago, Larry Jensen, Willis, Michigan, Dwayne Brymeyer, Dubuque, Iowa, Fred B. Brock, Great Kill, Staten Island, Stuart Uller, Birdsboro, Pennsylvania, Stephen Glaser, New Rochelle, New York. Joy Wider, Washington, D.C., Hans Peterson, Topeka, Kansas, Joya Wilson, Wauwatosa, Wisconsin, Judith Barash, New York City, Billy Webb, Weiss, Virginia, and Alvin Danker, Princess Bay, Staten Island. Well, that's all we have time for today, gang. If you weren't among these, you may be on tomorrow's list. So don't fail to listen. Now, back to the adventures of Superman. It is the middle of the afternoon, and in his office in the Daily Planet with Lois Lane, Clark Kent paces the floor anxiously. For heaven's sake, sit down, Clark. You're wearing a path in the carpet. Oh, hang the carpet. That recording has been on the air for over five hours now, Lois, but nobody has called up to identify Jones's voice. But it takes time. Time is one thing we haven't got. Well, I know. For all we know, it might already be too late to save Batman oh, and Oh, now, Robin. look And here, another but... thing I counted on hasn't worked out either. What's that? Well, I've learned that Batman's impersonator appeared at the bank the other day, forged Batman's signature, and drew out all his cash. He did? Yes. Well, I happen to know that most of Batman's fortune is in securities... I don't know where he keeps them, but I left word at all the banks that if anyone... Oh, just a minute, Lois. Clark Kent speaking. Who? Oh, yes, Mr. Anders. What? He did? When? What is it, Clark? He's there now, you say? What is it? Well, hold him. Stall him somehow. I'll be there at once. So long. Clark, what is it? Bruce, uh, uh, Batman's impersonator is at the Metropolis Trust Company now in their safety deposit vaults. He is? Yes, I'm going right out there. Keep your fingers crossed that I'm in time, Lois. Rushing from his office to a deserted storeroom, Clark Kent swiftly strips off his business suit to reveal the blue costume and brilliant red cape of Superman. Up! Up! And away! And he streaks away through the bright afternoon sky bound for the Metropolis Trust Company. Will he arrive in time to seize Batman's impersonator and perhaps Mr. Jones, too? There's a thrill a minute in tomorrow's exciting episode, fellows and girls, so be sure to listen. Tune in same time, same station for Chapter 8 of Batman's Great Mystery on The Adventures of Superman. Superman is a copyrighted feature appearing in Superman DC Comics Magazine and is brought to you Monday through Friday at this same time. This program came from New York. Stay tuned to your mutual station for Captain Midnight, which follows in just a moment. And right after Captain Midnight, you will hear Tom Mix and his Ralston Straight Shooters. This is the Mutual Broadcasting System. <laughs> <laughs> 